Did you know that in psychology, when it comes to education, continuous attention is usually measured by adding two to the age of a student? That means if you're, let's say, 15 years old, your time span of continuous attention is only going to be 17 minutes. That means a 15-year-old can only stay focused on one thing continuously for 17 minutes and then in average they wander around they look for something else to do because in layman terms they get bored and they find something else to do now the current educational system was created 200 years ago and it was created to take people into factories and it was very advantageous for factory owners that the educational system was able to limit people's ability to think and create shapeable and manipulable people within the standard the standard guidelines, let's call them, that they wanted them to. And the big issue with the current educational system is the same issue of the educational system that was created 200 years ago. And there's actually no difference or virtually no difference between them. That's what we're discussing today, educational systems in society, around the world and in this beautiful country that is Bolivia. My name is Miguel Martins, I am your host as always, and let's get this party started. Now, my question for today is, if every human being is different from one another, or so we are told our whole lives, why are world governments and education institutions trying to teach every single student the same way? And if you think about it, it doesn't make much sense. You tell people to embrace their differences, right? That's the good thing about you, you're different from all the other people. But then you create standardized methods of learning. Isn't that discarding people's creativity? Isn't that blocking people's ability to develop their own ideas? That's what we're discussing today, and I hope this talk can lead to some thinking. Now, a bad teacher can have a great impact on society, but teachers are not all of the problem. And I'm not saying teachers are the problem, the problem is the system, do not get me wrong. I'm not blaming this on the teachers that raises them, let's use this term, because it's a very broad term, raises them to be teachers. Standardization, um, for a starter, is one of the biggest issues with the current educational system. As mentioned before, um, it blocks creativity, it inhibits people's natural ability to reason, and it is the reason why, nowadays, you ask someone, fresh out of high school, if they can, I don't know, let's just make up a hypothetical situation. You ask someone fresh out of high school to solve an SAT problem, alright? Let's say simple algebraic factoring. 
easy peasy right now you ask someone fresh out of high school nowadays in 2019 to get that knowledge that he learned or she learned during their high school years and their primary years and you ask them to apply it to a real life situation you're gonna see that the result is quite different from what you were expecting schools or so we are told are made so that we go to school and we learn things that are useful for our adult lives then how come that all of what we're learning we are not able to apply in real life how is this happening are we just wasting 12 years of our time in our lives to go to a place where we're just memorizing and that's why I strongly discourage memorization please kids adults even don't memorize don't ever memorize memorization conditions the mind and only keeps information for a short time spent which is the short-term memory it never memorization never works you can know the entire periodic table you can know all of the prime numbers to 10,000 or whatever you can learn whatever you want through memorization but if I ask you in two years you are most likely not gonna be able to tell me the, at least the entire topic and that's because memorization doesn't work memorization is not a way of learning and should never be encouraged in schools now teachers are forced to follow guidelines that is true that has always been the case I'm not saying that we shouldn't have guidelines guidelines are important because otherwise we might just end up deviating but they don't have to be as strict as they are nowadays nowadays guidelines are so strict that teachers are literally told when to give exams what topics they have to teach in what day they have to present a plan of what they're doing exactly from the beginning of the school year to the end of the school year and that leaves absolutely no space for flexibility there's no change of plans there's no fun activities just information 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 and if you think about it that just kills the mood I didn't want to use this expression but I ended up using it anyways it kills the mood it makes people not want to go to school because you're just gonna sit there for eight hours and hear someone talk and maybe I don't know ask questions if you're actually getting what the teacher is saying because most of the students are not and they just don't speak up because that's the way that they were raised to be they were never told most of them were never told you can be curious you can ask questions and it still happens in many places around the world that if you raise your hand your teacher is explaining some topic you raise your hand and you ask a question that's kind of related to the topic but not exactly related to the topic and you're just asking it because the teacher is most likely going to turn your question down unfortunately that still happens curiosity is not allowed in classrooms and that is a big problem now competition oh I've seen so much of this competition between students why do you have to compete first of all students should never be graded with points never ever 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 whatever grading system you think of 
0 to 100, 0 to 30, 0 to 20, A to F, do away with it, do away with it now, immediately, because all you're creating is competition, you're causing the students to compete amongst each other, that should never happen, that just means that they're forcing themselves to learn things that are not useful for their future, or even memorize, which is even worse, just to know that they can be best at what they're doing or they can be better than someone else and they're not learning for the sake of being better uh, in terms of self-improvement but they are learning just because they want to be better than their classmate and this is exactly what happens in Singapore I'm gonna be using Singapore as the main example here in Singapore you have the highest school grade uh, in terms of average, for example, in the SATs, you have the highest averages in the world. This applies to, as I said before, SATs, IGCSEs, uh, lower secondary checkpoints, um, and AS levels, the exams applied by the Cambridge University in Britain, by British schools. Singapore has the highest average in the world. But it also has very high depression rates, very high suicide rates. And you have students working 20 to 22 hours a day. They're not sleeping properly. They're working till whatever hours in the morning and then getting up to go to school. They barely have a break because they're working in break because they want to be better than everyone else. And competition just... I'm not going to say it kills the mood, because it doesn't kill the mood. It creates a different kind of mood. And it's not the mood that should exist at school. You don't go to school to compete with other people. You go to school so that you can improve. You. And I'm not saying do homeschooling. That's not good either. That just kills your social skills. All of the interactions that you could be having and you're not. Don't do homeschooling if you can avoid it. Go to school. But let's find a way of improving the educational system so that it's beneficial for everyone. Now, Albert Einstein once said that if you judge a fish by its ability of climbing a tree, he might think his entire life he's stupid. This is a very intelligent quote because it shows how standardization and competition leads people to a feeling of inferiority. This actually has a name in the psychology... Uh, field, which is um, inferiority complex. It's a serious condition and it can lead to depression, it can lead to suicide. And that's why it is a real issue and it is medically treated. Another topic that yet I had to find out before I made this podcast and I had no idea about is that, for example, in Spain, the statistics uh, I found were, for example, from Spain. In Spain, you have 1 out of 10 children medicated for hyperactivity. 1 out of 10. 10% of Spanish children, while only about 2% are actually hyperactive. School recommends that they are and they get medicated just because they can't focus in class. And why can't they focus in class? Because, let's admit it, classes are mostly boring. Classes are not 
made to be fun, or so we're told. But why? Why are classes not made to be fun? I mean, I would like to have fun in the class. I would like a class that I step in and for the entire 45 minutes, time flies. They say time flies when you're having fun, right? So let's make classes fun. Let's help people learn in a fun way. Let's not have them copy, in case of a double period, for example, in my school. Let's not have them copy a PowerPoint or the, the slides of a PowerPoint for an hour and a half in a row just because it's important information for the test. What's the test good for? Okay, sure, you can show the teacher you, you learn, but you're not working to self-improve. You're working for the grade. We shouldn't be working for the grade. Grades don't define us or they shouldn't define us. We should define the grades, not the grades define us. And we are always told that we need to make as few mistakes as possible, but mistakes are, import are very important for the learning process. Mistakes are all right, and so is trying. Trying is a big chunk of what learning is. Trial and error is one of the most primitive ways of, of thinking and of doing science, for example. Do you think that scientists get things right at the first attempt? Scientists sometimes are doing experiments with things they know and they've known for years now, and they just mix it in a weird way and it blows up and they lose a year. <laughs> it happens. Because it's trial and error. You can't predict everything, especially in nature. And now, people are not as happy as they used to be. Uh, people in general. This includes adults and children. And this is partly the educational system's fault. <sighs> so much to say about this topic. And I'm just here trying to condense it so I don't tell you guys all the information otherwise it's gonna end up an, an hour-long podcast but generally speaking impulse education never works don't force your kids to learn something find a way of encouraging them to want to learn it for example for math if you're teaching um, a class let's say you're a math teacher you're teaching a class. Instead of just showing exercises and have the students solve them for you, or have the students solve them rather, explain what they're for. Why would you need to find the volume of a quadrangular prism or a cuboid like you guys like to call it? Why would you? I think most of the people hearing this won't be able to tell it immediately, but I can give you an example you can relate to. You wanna see what's the water consumption of filling up your pool. For example, you wanna know, you wanna measure the water consumption in your house, so you know that Saguapac is not making a fool out of you. And you wanna measure the water that fits into the pool without, you know, drying it and then putting the water back in it, you can just measure it. And that's something you learn in math class. But I'm not here to teach you math. Uh, don't get me wrong, I'm not here to teach you math. I'm here to demonstrate how the educational system is broken. And you can see this in the fact that kids don't go to school 
and they don't go into the learning process because they want all the time but rather they go because they're required by social status and their environment such as their family and just society nowadays if you want to be accepted you must have some kind of schooling no one's gonna take an IT engineer that has fourth grade and this is true for most uh, I mean most topics most um, practices really and that brings me to the last topic I want to discuss which is theory versus practice you can learn a lot of theory teachers can give you a lot of theory that doesn't mean you're gonna be able to use it like I mentioned before with the example of the high school student you can learn how to do all kinds of trick functions you can learn what World War One and World War Two and the Cold War were you can learn all the words in the dictionary but then if you don't know how to use them what's it good for sure I mean you can recite the dictionary but is that good for anything if you don't know how to use the words if you know the verbs but you don't know how to conjugate them how to time them how to place them in the sentence is it any good to know the verbs I tell you that is the big issue with today's education it is so standardized that there's no customization there's no flexibility and kids just end up leaving school and learning what actually interests them outside school while going to school becomes kind of a must-do instead of want-do uh, if you guys have any comments or you guys think that there's something that could be improved about this podcast because I'm sure there is please do let me know and let's find ways of improving our education and making the system better if you don't like something change it that's the lesson for the day if you don't like something change it I'll mention it again because unless you or someone else proposes to change something it's never gonna change things don't happen by themselves movements need to be started by someone so that's my advice for today if you think something is wrong do your best to change it thank you for your attention and I'll hear you next time